0: Thank you. Good morning, church. Welcome. Let's stand today. Let's give God glory. We're so glad you're in the house today. Welcome. It out all it takes is to say the name of Jesus Christ for things to flee. That's scripture. That's word. That's word straight from straight from the Bible.
1: Not dead but he's alive church we should be celebrating that that Jesus Christ is alive and living within us amen amen hallelujah we're going to introduce a new song this morning it's called faithful now uh, how many knows we, we got to have faith amen we have to have faith in everything that we do we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a really rough world right now but Jesus Christ lives in us he lives within us church And we have that faith. Amen. Do you believe that this morning? Are are you expecting something from God this morning? Amen.
0: We'll breathe.
2: Come on, can you lift up holy hands? Come on. Can we lift up the name of Jesus today? Can we lift up the name of Jesus? Come on, begin to open your mouths. I don't want to orchestrate your praise today, but he's worthy. If he's been faithful to you, you ought to give him praise today. If he's been good to you, you ought to give him praise today. If he's brought you out of sin, you ought to give him praise today. This morning I got a message from a brother at our church down in his back. I know we have some people that are fighting illness and sickness today. Maybe you're here today and you have a need today. And this is what I want to do. I'm going to have Christina sing this course again. But while we sing this, we're going to sing this as a declaration. Whatever your need is, you need to tell your need that God is faithful. If you need a healing, you just need to tell your need that God is faithful and that He will heal me. If you need a financial miracle, all you got to do is tell your need that God is faithful. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Yes. Amen? So if you have a need today, I just, I just want you to do this. In faith, lift up your hands. We're going to declare this. She's going to sing this. Come on, let's declare this today. Of all, let's come together and pray this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would touch each and every need that's represented today. God, Lord, you know their need, Lord, you know what they need, Lord. You are the answer. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you would touch the deepest parts of hearts, God, the deepest parts of minds, and the deepest parts of our spirits today. God, I ask, Lord, that if they need a healing, God, that the healing virtue of Jesus Christ would begin to flow in them or, or someone they know may need healing. God, we pray for those who are down today. Lord, maybe they're at home and maybe they're watching right now. I pray Lord that you would touch their body in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we lift up people who, who need miracles within their jobs. God, and people who need miracles in their finances. You are a God that provides. God, I ask Lord that you make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, you... <laughs> Lord you, turn, uh, Lord, you turn seas, Lord, into highways. So, Lord, you can do abundantly above anything that we could even ask for. So, Lord, would you just move on these needs? God, I pray for those who are struggling in their marriages. God, I pray for strength, God. I pray, God, for renewal in their heart. God, I pray, Lord, that husbands would, would be reconciled with their wives and wives would be reconciled with their with their husbands. God, I ask, Lord, that you would intervene, Lord, that you would touch today. Lord, and knowing that you are a faithful God. Lord, because I've seen it in my own life, Lord, you've answered prayer in my own life. Lord, you've healed this body in my own. And and Lord, you've touched my needs, God, when I've needed those needs met. Today, Lord, we trust in you, God. We put our faith in you and you alone. Can you, in faith, just give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Begin to thank Him today for what He's done. One more time. Come on, sing it, Christina. One more time. Come on, sing it out, church.
3: Great is Morning by morning.
2: one more time. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Amen. He's worthy. He's worthy. Amen. Give your neighbor a fist bump and say, it is good to see you in the house of the Lord today. If you will, it's so good to see you uh, today. We're excited that you're here today. Glad that you're in the house of the Lord today. Amen. You could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be in the house of the Lord today. And uh, we, we're so glad that you're here. And uh, I just want to say uh, welcome to you. If you are a guest with us, uh, thank you for being here today. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, excited. I pray that you were greeted uh, and welcome today. Uh, if, if you don't know me, I, I am the pastor here. And I know I look too young to be the pastor. I'm just joking. Uh, uh, but, uh, we're so glad that you're here. We're excited that you're here and, uh, pray that you feel the presence of the Lord in the house today. Do me a favor. Stay right there, Kentley. Uh, sorry. Uh, can we, uh, give all of our guests a welcome today? Come on. Can we welcome them? Those here in the house, those online watching today, we're so glad that you joined us today. Uh, I want to say it is, uh, great to be in the house of the Lord today. And I want to say this. I want to get to some preliminary things real fast. A couple of little things that we need to take care of today. You can go ahead and play. Oh, he's getting set up. That's what he's doing right now. He's, he's getting, he's, he, he, he got everything unattached. And now he's putting it all back. Um, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but he, he knows what I'm talking about. But uh, so glad that you're here today. And I want to say this. Uh, thank you to everybody this month. I know it's Pastor Appreciation Month. And from the uh, bottom of our hearts, we want to say thank you for all the food. I think I've gained 10 pounds. I'm not going to lie. I think I've gained 10 pounds, and uh, we have just been blessed and blessed in so many different things and all the, the cards and, and gift cards. I'm going to ask my wife to come up here, Tristan, my better half. Been been married to her 18 years now. And I'm going to have her greet you real fast. She didn't know I was going to do this. I don't tell her anymore. I just do it. And then I pay for it later, just FYI.
4: Good morning. It's good to be in service. Amen. Um, As TJ said, thank you all so much for the cards and the love and the gifts and the prayers. Um, Those of you who have prayed some extra prayers this month, they've been felt. It's been a busy month. And we've been running, and so it's been tiring sometimes. So we feel those prayers, and um, when we need encouragement, we feel them. And many of you are so good about just being so uplifting and giving us, you know, just what we need when we need it. So thank you so much for that, and we love you. We love you all. Um, We've been here a year, and... Thank you for your grace many times, and we have loved every minute of it. So um, here's to more.
2: We honestly feel like that God put us in the right place with the right people at the right time, and there is no other place we'd rather be than right here in Bedford, Indiana, leading here and uh, we, we are thank, thankful for your grace with us, and uh, we are not perfect. I know that's hard to believe, but we need the same grace that God has given you. And so, uh, and so we, we, we do our best to walk uh, a, 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 as good as we can and to lead as best as we can. And, and just give us grace and pray for us constantly. We need all the prayer. And you can keep praying for us, and we won't get mad about it. I promise. I promise. And so I want to do something, and, and I wish we could take all the credit for everything, but we want to do something this morning and uh, just make some recognition of people who serve in, in capacity within our church. Um, and, uh, and so I'm going to ask Aaron and Carrie to come up. Where's Matt and Brittany to come up? And Mackenzie, come on up. You guys um, see me on Sunday, these guys see me and talk to us a lot, a lot, and uh, we feel like that we have one of the uh, best staffs in the whole wide world, and let me tell you something, we lead from the top, but we could not do it without these people right here because they fill so many gaps, and they, they do so much, and I'm going to give them all just an opportunity to speak, Sorry. Britney's, Britney's, Britney's really going to kill me. You, you don't have to necessarily speak. You, I know Matt will speak for you. This is like a mo. I know this is like a, a a Moses Aaron thing here. It's like we know who the real leader is. All right, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to give them all an opportunity, uh, just to, just to, for you to hear from them. I'm so glad that you guys are in here today because we don't see. They, they go back in the trenches every Sunday with our kids, and uh, I mean, they, they're, they are back there. But I am so glad for Aaron and Carrie. They do so much for this church. There's so many things behind the scenes that you guys, uh, that you may not know or that you may not see that they do on a, on a weekly basis and monthly basis, and they are, I'm going to tell, I'm gonna, I'll just say this, they are some of the most thoughtful people in the whole wide world. I mean that. And, uh, and so there's been times where they've done these little thoughtful things where they don't even realize how much they've encouraged me. So I'm going to give them both a little bit of time to just sp- to speak. I know they'll both speak. So, uh, so go ahead well it is an
4: honor and a joy to serve at this church um we have people say to us oh you're so busy you have so much and I said it's really hard to look at it as a burden when it's so much fun and it's a joy to do it and we love your oh we love your kids like they're our own we I mean each and every one of them we pray over them we think of them dropping stuff Um, we just we we absolutely love what we do and we're just we're honored to be your children's pastors and thank you guys for letting us do everything
2: (laughs) Um, thank you so much for the the love the prayers uh, gifts. we just we thank you guys Uh, we love serving here Um, we try
5: to take a little break uh, it was a few years ago, and it didn't suit us very well. Uh, um, so uh, it was—we uh, just love serving. And when he,
2: he says we're thoughtful, he, you know—we all know who he's talking about. Uh, with that, uh, she usually just says, "Do this," and I say, "Okay." Uh, but we just—we just, we
5: just love—we love our church. We love our pastors. We love you. We love just serving with everybody here. There was not a pause we love serving with everybody here and we just thank you for the opportunity to get to do that. Thank you.
2: And I wanna say this with, with McKinsey and Matt and Brittany, they, they serve in our youth and they, they love on our teens and they're in the trenches as well on Wednesday night. That's, you know, some of us don't realize that, the, that age group, uh, there's a lot to contend with. There's things that those teens are dealing with today that some of us can't even fathom or even imagine. And, but they're right there in the middle praying for these kids, loving on these kids every step of the way. And, uh, and I appreciate uh, Mackenzie. And she just has a heart for God. She loves the Lord with all her heart. And, it, and you, if you're around her for any length of time, uh, it just comes out of her it just it just flows out of her so can you say something is, is all right am i putting you on the spot Are you gonna be all right they're probably gonna ha- like get me at the next staff meeting somehow some way
6: I, I was actually just talking with them because just being here and i've been here for almost it's getting close to three years but um i just felt so blessed to be able to be in ministry with everyone here and just being under the leadership of our pastors i cannot begin to say enough What all they do, Um, but I've just grown a lot. I've grown a lot, and you know, whenever I'm speaking with our kids, I always tell them, you know, it's just as much for me as it is for you, and I grow through them, and their hearts are so pure, and it starts, it starts with these two right here. Like, they come up, and they're, I mean, they start it, and then we get to be able to just continue to manifest in them, and just give them the courage and strength to pursue what they need to pursue and their wealth with God. Um, So I just feel completely blessed to be surrounded by these people and to be in leadership with these people. Um, I don't even know what to say because he just went to his spot, but I am blessed. I am blessed by your kids. I am blessed by your teens. I am blessed by you guys. You guys, I have never had bigger cheerleaders in all my life. So thank you.
2: Amen should i hand this to to Brittany or should i hand this to to matt uh if i hand it to britney she's gonna wring my neck tomorrow in the office um i just want to say you know matt and and britney serves as our church secretary she does a lot of stuff behind the scenes She she does not like to be up front but she literally just rallies she asks what needs to be done gets on it doesn't question just just does it uh from from a just a, a, a Good spot from our heart, and just always, uh, always willing to serve and do whatever whatever we need. Um, and Matt is Matt's, and I'm gonna tell you if I need anything, really with any of them. But if I need anything, I always, you know, like Matt. Hey, can you help me fix this in my house? The guy is there. He helps me out. I'm not very good at at fixing and building things, so I need help. All right, but Matt, Matt is is just one of those people that is just there to help lift you up and to help help you serve it he he does a, a great job and so I'm gonna let, let you guys fight over this and you both can can see how, how, okay
6: I'll keep it really short <laughs> um I am so thankful for our church family and for those I serve with and serve under um
4: I love you guys all so much
1: If you guys get your Bibles out and turn to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, uh, we had a season where we took, you know, took a break, and, and, and God sees other things. I'm along with Aaron. You know, God sees other things. God has plans, you know. Uh, I'm going to call out Marcus and Jennifer a minute. But, you know, they, they approached us, you know, when we come back. And I was like, hey, would you guys want to come back and, you know, help with us? And I'm like, sure. You know, just because we want to serve underneath you. Well, we know where that went. Um, but we just we were so encouraged when they asked. we were like, "Yeah, let's come back. It would be so much fun." We got to work with Kenzie, and, and without Kenzie, I mean, she's every she helps us out so much. She is such a benefit to us, and I may not say that enough. But you know, us working together it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, it's so humbling. It really is. Um, you know, through the through the process that we're, that I'm going through with with ministry, and and it's just it's so humbling just to be able to stand up on this stage as many. Years as we have together, uh, we was Aaron and I was talking about that the other day It's like twenty years close to close to twenty years that we have kind of done something in ministry together um, yeah, uh, he was two um, <laughs> but uh but no it's it's very humble and we couldn't serve with a better staff we couldn't serve with a better staff I mean uh, the hearts that our staff has i mean uh, I don't have to stand here and give praise to any of these because it's already there. We know what they do. We know how amazing each one of them are. Um, so it's just such a blessing to be able to serve here. It's a blessing to continue to serve here. Um, so we definitely love each and every one of you. We love your teenagers. We'll, we'll, we'll pass your kids on to them. But we'll take them at teenage years. You know, 13 on up, bring them in. We'll love on them. Um, but thank you so much. Uh, we, just, we just love you guys so much.
2: I don't think that if we were to come in and, and uh, handpick a team that we could do better than what we have right here today, and I know God orchestrates things, God does things in His time, and God puts the right people in the right places at the right time, and, uh, and so if you were to be a little fly in one of our uh, staff meetings, we laugh, we joke, We we, There's just an ease. And if I I say, hey, guys, we need to do this, they just figure it out. And I need those kind of people in my life. You can ask my wife. This is what I want to do. And we just figure it. And they just say, all right, Pastor, this is how we're going to do that. And I love that. And so can you give all of our pastoral staff uh, a, a thank you for what they do? I want to honor them. You guys can go down. Brittany's excited to go down, so I wanted to just take a few moments to uh, to do that today. And I believe it's important to give honor where honor is due. Amen. And uh, on a weekly basis, you may not hear me brag about them too much or talk about them uh, uh, from the pulpit too much, but. They just do what they're supposed to do, and I, you know what, I love it. It makes it makes it makes it easy from this this point. And so, uh, uh, if you will, we're we got a little uh, PSA announcement. If you'll turn your attention to the screen, we got a little PSA announcement for next week. Just so you
5: know.
3: Change her past and her. Oh, her.
5: The days you just want to flush down the drain
3: I don't know why he his plate that day.
5: Hey, Mr. Meat Sweats, You ever wish you could turn back time? Well, you can't Unless it's fall fallback back time. Yes Fall back is the one time of year when you get to turn back time. An extra hour to consider a different choice.
3: It's time to turn back
5: time. An extra hour to turn back some regrets, some missteps, even some misspellings.
7: Really okay.
5: And as a bonus, you'll all make it to church on time. So make sure to fall back, lose the regrets, and get to church on time.
2: All right. I just wanted to remind you, that's our cute way of saying, next week if you show up without turning your clock back, you're going to be an hour early. So some of you may need that. So you may not want to do that. And I saw another video that was talking about that is... You don't have to worry who, who really gets up by their microwave clock anymore. Your phone does it for you, right? And so we wanted to just kind of let you guys and remind you of that uh, next week. Want to make sure if you're here an hour early, good. We'll put you to work somewhere around here, all right, if you show up early. So I'm not trying to discourage you from showing up early. I'm just saying uh, I did that one time. Me and Tristan, we missed the time change, and uh, we showed up to church a whole hour early. And it was us and the pastor, and he's like, did you come to pray with, with me this morning? And we were like, yeah, that was our intentions. Uh, uh, but, no, it, uh, so anyways, we just missed the time change, but we want to let you guys know that. Oh, how many, I, I tell you what, I've been on cloud nine all all week. Last week, we just had an awesome move of the Spirit of God. Um, amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, well, I mean, for those of you who are here, seeing kids pray with uh, some of our older generation, seeing seeing people of all generations here all praying together was, and let me tell you something, that just did something for my heart, and that's what the church is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be segmented, seg- segmented into different parts, it's a, we're supposed to be unified, And uh, I tell you what, it was just an awesome move of God. And I've been on cloud nine all week. It's just been a good week, uh, a great week. Amen? All right. Look at your neighbor. Give him a fist bump. And say, it's good to see you today. All right? All right. Good. Good. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be, you can go to 2 Timothy. I'm just going to be there briefly. Then you can, uh, if you you want, you can go to 1 Kings um the nineteenth chapter, uh, I believe. Yeah, First Kings the nineteenth chapter. I had to make sure I, I read that right. Uh but we're we'll gonna be in Second Timothy uh first. And uh I wanna just I had this this thought and uh I wanted to lead today with with this thought and with this um message this morning uh dealing with Anxiety, fear and depression, dealing with fear, uh, uh, anxiety, fear and depression. Uh, so if you have your Bible, Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven, it says this right here. It says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." All right, I'm gonna read that one more time. Okay, Second uh, Timothy one seven. It says, "For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind." Will you bow your heads with me today, Lord? We thank you for your word, God. We think we're thankful, Lord, for another chance to come together. And to uh, spend time with you and with your people today. God, I ask today, Lord, that you would just use me how you see fit. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, let my words be your words. God, help me to get out of the way. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary today. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just anoint each and every part of this, this, the rest of this service. Have your will and way. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. And I want to say this. It's good to see all the kids today. Come on, let's hear it up for all the kids in service with us today. <clears throat> I'm so glad that you're here. All right. I'm, I, you heard it from Pastor. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, so we're, we're talking about dealing with anxiety, fear, and depression. And fear, anxiety, and depression are words synonymous to our world and to our culture today, right? Right? It's something that we often hear. It's common to see people walking with their heads down or in defeat. And I believe, uh, I believe this, that we're living in the last days and we're facing a, a, a spirit or a spiritual stronghold of fear, anxiety, and depression. All right? Uh, and, and one only has to look at, at uh, our teens, some of the things that they're dealing with, fighting anxiety and fear, uh, like no other time in history. Uh, You would be amazed if you looked at some of the stats. I'll share a few stats with you. The most common mental illness in the United States today is anxiety, which is over 40 million people deal with anxiety. Uh, And they struggle with fear and anxiety of some sort. That's 18.1% of the population. That is a stat from Anxiety and Depression of America, which is a... Uh, uh, Forum, And as of 2020, the World Health Organization states that there are over 264 million people dealing with depression around the world. That's a lot of people dealing with depression. And it gets worse when we talk about Generation Z or the teens in the room. 75% of adolescent students deal with some form of depression every year. Did you hear what I just said? Seventy-five percent, seventy-five percent of adolescent students deal with some form of depression every year. How many know that that stat is too high? All right, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about the elephant in the room, A- and that elephant is fear and anxiety and depression, and what I say, the spiritual stronghold, because it is wreaking havoc, not just on society, but it's starting to rear its head within the church. Amen? Um, And the church wasn't designed to be defeated, but has the overcoming power of Jesus Christ. That's a good place to say amen. Uh, Jesus is coming back for an overcoming bride, not a defeated one. I said a lot right there. I'm, I'm I'm getting a little bit excited up here, okay? Uh, and, and I'm here to proclaim today that Jesus has already overcome fear, anxiety, and depression, and He defeated them once and for all when He died on the cross, went in the grave, and, and resurrected from the grave. He has overcome those things. Amen. All right, and I'm getting a little bit frustrated with the enemy and his lies and his manipulation. Uh, of the people of God and here's the thing we have to understand as the people of God we cannot fight spiritual strongholds with our flesh we cannot do it the scripture says that that is something we must know as a church second Corinthians ten four says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God the pulling down of strongholds you know what that Scripture's saying you are not going to be able to fight spiritual battles with your flesh if you're man, if you if you if you're fighting a spiritual battle, you're not going to be able to do it on your own. And we have got to pray with fervency and with a passion like we never have. That's another good place to say Amen. Uh, 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 we have we have to live uh, holy in a culture that celebrates sin. I'm going to say some pretty pointed things right here, okay? And we have and uh, we have to not just read the Word of God, but we have to live it out. We have to walk with the authority and the power of the Holy Spirit. All right. I'm, I'm saying a lot right here. But I want to talk to you today uh, about a man who had, who had seen the overcoming power of God and walked in the authority of the Spirit of God. He looked fear in its face, and, and, he, and, he, and he pointed it out, but found himself running in fear and anxiety and depression. It's amazing to me. Uh, you know, oftentimes as, as believers, what happens is we have, we have a breakthrough in our lives. And I can promise you this. If you, it, when you leave a service and God did something in your life last week, a, a, at the service last week, I can promise you when God does something in your life, the enemy is going to be waiting at the back door when you get to the back door to try to discourage you, to try to make you feel defeated, to, make you, to, to throw every lie at you that, that he can. So I want to talk to you today about this, this character in the Old Testament. And this character's name is Elijah. Everyone say Elijah. Elijah was was a brave man. Now there are parts of Elijah uh, where there's times where he was he was brave. He was he stood in faith. I'm so glad that we sang about faith today and faithfulness. And Elijah, he was a prophet to the nation of Israel. He he was a great he was a great prophet. Matter of fact. He marched into Ahab who was the, the king. He marched in, into his castle and prophesied that it would not rain for several years. Straight to the to the top and he told he told King Ahab it's not gonna rain for so many years, and then he would leave there and in fleeing he would go to the brook or he would go to the or as we say here in southern he went to the creek and there he waited and god would sustain him there and the ravens would come and bring him food every day and and the lord took care of him in those moments how many knows that it takes a lot of faith to, to see some blackbirds bringing you lunch i'm just saying all right and and so, uh, so he had a great measure of faith. And a matter of fact, Elijah went on, and he went in a showdown with 450 prophets of Baal. And it was almost like a high noon, western type thing. He's there at, at, at high noon, and they, and, and, and they called uh, the, the prophets of Baal. They began to dance, and they began to mutilate themselves. And they, they were calling for, for Baal to come down and to light their altar on fire. And guess what happened? Nothing Right, nothing from nothing means nothing, right? All right, so, so, and nothing happened that day. And a matter of fact, Elijah in chapter 18 says it says this that he began to mock their God, and he said, "Where is your, Where is your God?" He began to call them out. He said, "Where is your God?" And a matter of fact, he said, "Did he go relieve himself? Did he go to the restroom? Is that why he's not here right now?" He was talking smack. He began to do that, and so he had confidence. Now, check this out. This is what he did. Scripture tells us that he poured water on the altar, and this is what happened. God sent fire from heaven and burned his altar, and and then he took this moment, and then he captured and killed 450 prophets of Baal at that moment. Wow, that takes a lot of faith right there. That is a guy who is trusting in the Lord. Amen? Amen. And brave Elijah, he prayed, he prayed for rain after this, and seven times he sent his servant to look for the clouds. And Elijah sent uh, uh, Ahab and, and his chariot ahead of him at one point, and Elijah outran Ahab's chariot. For 17 miles, he outran his chariot. I can't even run from my car to the parking lot, right? Uh, my goodness, I ran up my driveway the other day and nearly fainted, all right? But, but here this guy is who runs 17 miles to outrun, outrun the Ahab's chariot. And that's no biggie to him because he is the original flash. I'm just going to say that. All my kids in the house, he is the original flash right there. And God used Elijah to be a part of God-sized victories. He did. And, and when you're dealing with spiritual strongholds, we have to understand that the enemy will try to push back. When you're making a, a movement for the Lord, when you're shining light in darkness, the enemy does not like it. And if we aren't careful, we fall into this lie of the enemy that we cannot make it, that we cannot do it, that we have to bow to fear, that we have to, bear to uh, bow to anxiety, that we have to bow to depression, and those things will seep into us if we allow them to. Amen? Amen. Scripture says this, no, war, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Say it again. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It didn't say it wouldn't be formed. It said it would not prosper. And as the people of God, we have to realize that as we engage the enemy, we will get pushback. But the weapon has already been defeated. Amen? Amen. Jesus Christ defeated everything on the cross. Uh, I'm going to say that again. Jesus Christ defeated everything on the cross. (laughs) Amen? And so stop believing the lie of the enemy. Everyone shake your neighbor and say, stop believing the lie of the enemy. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Kings. We're going to look at this. I'm just going to read this verbatim here. I'm going to... try to do this as, as quickly as possible. First kings chapter 19 verse 1 it says when Ahab got home this is after after Elijah had 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 knocked out the prophets of Baal he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done including the way he had killed the prophets of Baal. Verse 2 so Jezebel Sent this message to Elijah. Listen to what she she said here. May the God strike me and even kill me if by tomorrow I have not killed you just as you have killed them. That sounds like a threat, doesn't it? All right. Elijah, look at this. Verse 3. One chapter over. Verse 3. Elijah was... Elijah was... And fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town of Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went alone into the wilderness traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. He says, I have, I have done enough, Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Look at this, verse 5. When he lay down and slept under the broom tree, uh, but as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. And he looked around, and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. Everyone say, thank you, Lord, for your provision. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up. And eat some more. I like this angel. Take a nap. Get some food. Go back to sleep. Get up. Eat. Eat again. Sounds like a, sounds like a teenage... Boy's life. All right. And so, so he got up and ate and drank, and, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he, he came to a cave where he spent the night. Look at this. Here's the first, first point that I want to – I talked about Brave Elijah, but here's the first point I want you to understand. This is something that we need to understand. We need to realize uh, the attack of the enemy. Amen? We need to realize when the enemy is attacking us spiritually – After a big victory, be ready for some pushback. So what happens? So Elijah's pushback comes in the form of a woman named Jezebel who's trying to kill him. 450 prophets of Baal didn't scare him, but one woman sent him fleeing and running. It's amazing to me. And he fails to realize that this is an attack of the enemy. And how many times have we been under attack? And we react before we realize it's the enemy. I said a whole lot right there. I I said a whole lot. How many times have we been under attack and we react before we realize it's the enemy? See, we make an emotional decision based on a temporary moment. Anybody ever done that? Make an emotional decision based on temporary. Can I tell you this? Listen, this is tweetable. Uh, You need to be like, emotions are wonderful servants, but poor leaders. Emotions are wonderful servants, but they are poor leaders. If you are making decisions based just strictly on your emotions, you're going to be a wreck. Because some days you may be high, some days you may be low, right? And, and, and such is life. But Elijah finds his emotions leading him. And you know what? He went 120 miles south to Beersheba. That's a long ways. And he is reacting to the bounty on his head, and he he does something here. He isolates himself. He leaves his servant in Beersheba, and he wanders a day's journey into the wilderness. Here's tactic number one of the enemy, isolation. 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 Isolation uh, 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 is this. So it's a trap that we fall into from time to time. We feel down, we feel depressed, and we begin to alienate ourselves from the body of Christ. Church becomes an option. We no longer serve in ministry because we'd rather just have a pity party on which we are the only ones that we invite to our own pity party. Right? So there we are, and we're having our little pity party. And I, I, I made mention to this, you know, uh, lions, they, they attack the weakest, and, and they want to isolate the weakest thing, the weakest gazelle out on the African. They want to they isolate that gazelle because they know they have a better chance of taking, taking that gazelle out. And listen to me, people of God, it's important that you stay connected to the body of Christ. We seclude ourselves oftentimes and we and, and then begin to think the worst about our friends and the people in ministry who really want to pray and love on us for. But we're too busy worrying about us to even let people know. Uh, and, and that's where Elijah is. He's alone. He's in a dangerous place to be. And, that, and that's why church is so important. So there he is. He's under a juniper tree and he's exhausted. He's tired. He's afraid. He's anxious and he's depressed. And you know what? He does something amazing there. He asked God to kill him. Man of faith, Lord, just just take me. I, I I talked to Wanda earlier on Thursday night prayer. We were here and we were praying for people, and um, BJ and Wanda were here, and and we were praying and up here in the front, and we had. Uh, laid, laid hands on people who uh, needed prayer, and B.J. came up here towards the end of that prayer time, and he put his hands up here at the front, and he just said, Lord, take me home. He did. He says, take me home. And is over there going, oh, no, B.J., let's, 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 let's wait for the Lord. And, but if you know anything about B.J., B.J., if we had a busload today going to heaven, he'd be the first one on, on the bus. Right, B.J.? That's right. He is. A, he tells me he he is a he is he comes from a line of preachers and uh, Pentecostal preachers, and he says they're from Kentucky, so they're they're redneck Pentecostals, is what he says. I can relate to that, BJ. I'm with you on that, buddy. All right. And and so and so he much much like this. Here here is here is Elijah, and he's saying, "Lord, take me home. I'm a victim," and he begins to. Do tactic number two, he begins to compare himself to his ancestors. I'm no better than my fathers. Number one, isolation. Number two, comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. It's what Teddy Roosevelt said, and I think that is so true. It seems so silly, but we we become the same way. We say things like, well, if they don't call me first, they don't love me. Oh, well, they should call me first. If they're a friend, they should call me first, right? Or they should text me first, or, you know, I'll just isolate myself here, and if, if they really like me, they'll reach out to me. And it becomes about me, selfishness. Me, 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 me. <laughs> That's right. Someone said it over there, selfish. That's right, Abe. Listen, so, but here's this, this is what, this is crazy. So here's Elijah, the man of God, the man of faith, the man of God who had done great things, and here he is under a juniper tree running from a woman, and just like, God, just take me now. Take me, Lord. But this is God's response. I love this. He sends an angel of the Lord who touches him after a nap. How many know that naps are divine appointments with the Lord? Amen. There is nothing more sacred than a Sunday afternoon nap. Hey, I felt that one, all right? Um, But he sends an angel of the Lord who touches him after a nap and gives him cake and bread and some water. When we're overworked, when we're overstressed, when we're overpressured, we don't eat right, we don't sleep right, right? It happens to us all. We can all become victims of that. And this is a great example for us to follow. God's saying this, take a nap, eat a Big Mac. Take a nap, eat a Big Mac. Just, just like the physical man gets tired the spiritual man oftentimes can get tired. And the spiritual man, if we don't rest like we should, if we don't feed the spiritual man like we should, oftentimes we don't feed our, our spiritual man with the bread of life. And it, it amazes me because just like the children of Israel had manna every day, God gives us the bread, bread of life every day. And all we got to do is open this Bible up and begin to seek his counsel and he will feed us. Amen? So uh, uh, and so he falls asleep again, and God gives him another meal. Woo! Praise God. Double portion right there. And this is, uh, Psalms 23 says this, he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. Did Elijah have everything together? No. But God met his physical need, and God met his spiritual need at that moment. Can I tell you, God knows what you need and when you need it. This is amazing to me. So he eats, and then he travels some 230 miles further south to Mount Sinai. This guy has traveled a long ways. I don't know if he did it by foot, by donkey, by what, but obviously this guy could travel further than me. Here's the second thing that we have to do as the the people of God. We have to recognize God's voice. Everyone say recognize God's voice. We serve a patient God. We serve a patient God. Look how patient he is with Elijah. Fed him twice, let him sleep. I tell you what, he's doing more than I would do for my kids. I fed you once, you slept once, get up. That's what I would have said. But no, God's so good, Elijah, ah, sleep a little bit longer. And he met his physical needs even before Elijah's heart has changed. Look at this, verse 9. And I want you to pay attention to this. Verse 9, the second part of verse 9 says this. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Look at this. The Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replied. Listen how Elijah replies. Listen to this. I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets, and I am the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me, too. Sounds like a big pity party. Only me, Lord. And it's amazing to me. God says these words. What are you doing, Elijah? What are you doing, Elijah? Well, I I passionately serve you, but Israel's turned their back on you, and I'm the only one left. And, 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 uh, uh, you know, God, it's only me. It's only me. Woe is me. <laughs> right? The me mentality of self-pity will get you nowhere. He's saying this. I'm a victim, God. It's because of them I'm down. It's because of them. That's where I'm at. Look at this. Verse 11 says this. It says, go out and stand before me on the mountain this is the lord's the lord told him and elijah stood there the lord passed by a mighty windstorm hit the mountain it was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose and the lord was not in the wind everyone say the lord was not in the wind and after after the wind there was an earthquake but the lord was not in the earthquake everyone say the lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake there was a fire but the Lord was not in the fire. I want to say, the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Listen, look at this. I want you to look at this. There's a spiritual application here. There's a, there's a great spiritual application here. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. So interestingly enough, Elijah is not distracted by all the chaos going outside the cave. The wind didn't shake him. The fire or the earthquake didn't shake him. Check this out. Uh, How many times do we fall victim to chasing the wind? going wherever the wind blows or, or, or reacting to the earthquake or chaos in our situation or reacting, uh, uh, retracting away from the fire so we are not burned. How many times do we respond to the things that are happening to us rather than listening for the voice of God? Oh, I'm so sad. So instead of praying uh, that God will change my attitude, I'll go watch Netflix. That'll make it better. no. Oh, I, I'm so disgruntled, My, things are so bad for me, but you know what, I'll go binge watch this show. That's not going to make it better. It may be the thunder of our friends or the culture telling us to do this or that. And we oftentimes miss the voice of God because it's not sometimes not easily heard because there's a lot of chaos happening. Once all the fanfare passes, then the Lord speaks quietly and all in a very still, small voice. And then the prophet positions himself to the opening of the cave. And Elijah didn't have to leave the cave for the other things, but he came out when he heard the Lord spoke, or hear the Lord when he spoke. Here's, here's why. Because he knew the voice of the Lord. I can't help but think sometimes when there's chaos in our lives, when we're in the, in, the, in the cave of fear and anxiety and depression, and we're stuck there, and those things are going on outside, we, we oftentimes respond to that. But we, sometimes we're so caught up in those moments that we fail to respond to the simple voice of the Lord. Scripture says, Be still and know that I am God. God's ways are not our ways. And he moved to the mouth of the cave. I love this. And and, and Elijah positioned himself. He put a cloak around his head to hear from God. He wrapped his cloak over his head. And let me tell you something. What that represents in the Old Testament, that represents prayer. He positioned himself in prayer. To overcome the enemy, we're going to have to position ourselves to hear God's voice speaking. I'm not hearing the voice of the Lord. When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you, you took time to, to get all the distractions out of your life, turn your phone off, walk away, and just go pray? I'm not hearing the voice. Well, get the chaos out of your life. Get the, get the fire out of there. Get the wind. Know the voice of God. For us, it's on our knees, and it's a posture to hear the Lord. Look, I'm going to show you something here, very important. Continuing on here, it says, and a voice said, look at this. God's a little repetitive here. I like this. What are you doing here, Elijah? Remember verse 9, he said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Verse 14, he says, what, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, uh, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets, and I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Boy, does that sound like talking points of politicians sometimes? He knew exactly what he was going to tell God over and over and over and over and over, right? And God says, Elijah, what are you doing here? And it's like he's on script. He just repeats the exact same thing as if God didn't hear him the first time. This is amazing to me. Look at this. God knows he's not asking the why. Elijah is answering why he's there, he's not answering the what. Remember God said, "What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here?" Look at this Philippians 3:13 says, "No dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead so here is Elijah he's looking at the things that are behind him he's looking at Jezebel chasing him down he's looking at his ancestors and there he is he's looking back and God says what are you doing Elijah not where did you come from or why you're here what are you doing it's amazing because Elijah, he's focusing on the past, but God is looking to the present and the future here. And we often, man, this is us, we often want to bring up the past to God and remind him. It's like, God, this is why I'm here, this, this, this. And this is, this is how the Lord responds to this. Look at this, verse 15. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. Verse 15 says this, then the Lord told him, look at this, God gives good instruction. Look at your neighbor and say, God always gives good instruction. Verse 15, then the Lord told him, go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. Look at this. When you arrive there, anoint Hazel to be the king of Aram, and, and then anoint Jehu, the grandson of Nimshi, to be the king of Israel, and anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, from the town of Abel-Meholah, to replace you as my prophet. So this is what happens here. In this moment, here's my last point. God will revitalize your purpose. He'll revitalize your purpose. So here's a guy who had had done many miracles in his life. Elijah had done some great things, found himself running scared from a woman, ran so far he ran some 380 miles away to get away from Jezebel. When he knew who God was and he had seen God do miraculous things, but fear had gripped his heart and he began to, he ran to a place where he was anxious and where he was depressed and where he was to the point. He's like, God, just take me now. I don't know what else I can do here. But here's what I know about God. This is how good God is. God is about redemption. God is about making things right. God is about moving things forward. And God will revitalize your purpose. You may feel anxiety in your heart. You may feel depression in your heart today. You may feel fear in your heart. And you may feel like I am paralyzed with fear in this moment, in this situation. But can I tell you something? God will revitalize your purpose. Look at this. I I I love this. God says, What are you doing, Elijah? Elijah gave him this big, long excuse. And here's what you need to do. I love the Lord. Here's what you need to do, Elijah. This is what I'm going to tell you to do. Simply put, get to work. What are you doing, Elijah? Get to work. That's literally what the Lord's saying to him. And he's saying this, go anoint the king of Syria. Go anoint the king of Israel, Jehu. You are a prophet, start acting like a prophet. Anoint the kings. What does that mean, TJ? Simple application for you and to me. When we come into this place, you ought to anoint the king of kings and the Lord of lords with your praise and adoration every time you come in here. You may feel down. You may feel down in your heart. You may feel anxiety. You may feel fear. You may feel depression. Can I tell you something? Start getting to work. Begin to anoint the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Look at this. Here's the next part he, he, he does here is this. He begins to disciple Elisha. Hey, go find your replacement, Elijah. Go find that guy. Get to work. Start discipling somebody. Stop sitting here by yourself. Get to work. In other words, I've got work for you still to do, Elijah. I fed you. I let you sleep I let you hide in a cave there's work to be done here's the thing oftentimes in our lives we want to h- hide in the cave and we want to get back into the, in the cave but it takes a step of faith to say okay god i hear what you're saying i know what you're calling me to do i know where i'm at i know what i should be doing so lord I'm going to, I hear your voice, I'm going to step out of this cave, and I'm going to posture myself in a place, God, where you've got things for me to do, you still got work for me to do, and Lord, here I am, send me. What are you saying? I'm saying this, find some way to serve, and, and serve with all your might. Don't do it for pastor, don't do it for you, do it for the Lord. Do it for the Lord see this is what happens when I'm serving others God renews my strength they that wait upon the Lord though they that trust in Lord when another way another way you could translate that word wait is like a waiter or a waitress those that wait upon the Lord Lord what do you need me to do at this moment and when I'm busy working for the Lord I don't have time to get depressed I don't have time to deal with anxiety and I don't have time to deal with fear When I'm serving others, God renews my strength. When I'm being poured out for my purpose, God is renewing me with mercies each and every morning. And it's my job when God pours those out to walk out and say, God, I want it. This is my daily bread. Lord, I'm taking this. I need this today. And the next day comes by, you got to go back out. You got to get more because God, he's not into leftovers. He does fresh things. And I think we've become accustomed to leftovers oftentimes in the church. And God wants to give you something fresh each and every day. Do you hear what I'm saying today? We have to realize. We have to realize the attack of the enemy. We have to recognize God's voice. We have to revitalize our purpose. Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for... Your purpose that you have for us, each and every one of us. God, I believe today, Lord, you've given me a word to speak some life into people's hearts. Maybe those dealing with anxiety and fear and depression today. God, I pray, Lord, that that spirit, that stronghold would be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. If you're here today, say, hey, Pastor. I hear what you're saying. I, I deal with some of those things in my life. And I need to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I want to give you a chance to know him before I, I move further into this altar call. If you don't know Jesus with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, will you just do me a favor? Will you lift your hand? Well, I want to pray with you. Anybody in the building today? Anybody in the building? Come on, I'll I'll tarry just a moment. Say, this is an important moment. Say, how important is this, Pastor? You know what? This is the best decision you'll ever make, I promise you. God wants a relationship with you. The King of Kings, the creator of the universe wants a relationship with you. Come on, I, I want you to know Him. I want you to know Him today. All right. Maybe you're here today you say, hey, Pastor, I've been dealing with fear. I've been dealing with anxiety. I've been dealing with depression. I've, I've been struggling with those things in my life. And you'd say, hey, and you'd be transparent enough, not, not before men, but before the Lord. The Lord already knows. But if you'll just be transparent before the Lord today, if you'll take a step of faith, if you'll hear the voice of God today and you'll respond today, I believe that God will revitalize your purpose once more. You're here and you say, hey, Pastor, I've been dealing with depression, fear, and anxiety. Would you just lift your hand? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Will you stand with me all across this building? We're going to sing this song. I want you to lift your hands, I'll, and I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. But I, I've asked them to sing this this song just for a moment. And I want this to be a representation of, of, of what we're about to do. In faith, in faith, in faith. you got to take a step of faith. you got to take a step. Of the, our, our, our whole relationship with Jesus is based off of faith. you got to take a step of faith today. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by what we see. We're going to sing this song, and it, it simply just says, Oh, come to the altar. Say, so, uh, I don't know if I could do that today. I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. I'm gonna pray with you regardless, but but I want to give you that chance. So if you feel the need to come down here when they sing this, that's fine. If not, we'll pray with you afterwards. But go ahead and sing this song. Come on, can you can you can you sing this? They're coming.
7: You
2: with us? Come on, will you stretch your hands this way and begin to pray for those? God, we lift up each and every person, Lord, that may be dealing with depression. We come against the enemy right now. God, maybe they felt like giving up. Maybe they felt like quitting. But today, Lord, their strength is being renewed. Their strength is being renewed in the mighty name of Jesus. All we need to do, come on. Want to say a prayer today listen listen when you walk out of this building when you walk out of this building today can I tell you something you're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony And when you get to the door and the enemy starts to push back you know what you need to push back with the, with the confidence that God has given you today amen God has set you free whom the son has set free is free indeed Listen, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. You need to walk in that authority and that power. Listen, oh, come on, stretch your hands this way. God, I pray, Lord, that you seal your word today. God, I pray, Lord, that lives would be changed today. God, your word will not go forth void, God, but it will produce fruit. God, I pray, Lord, for the minds and for the hearts of those who lifted their hands today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give them confidence in you, faith in you, God, that they would be revitalized in their walk with Jesus Christ, that they would find their purpose, that they would get busy doing the things of God, because, Lord, you've got a work for them to do. God, we thank you for this. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. Come on, can you give Jesus a shout of praise? these these are praying up here we'll we'll, we'll let them continue to pray but listen I want to bless you, will you stretch your hand this way may the Lord bless you may the Lord keep you Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the mighty name of Jesus come on give Jesus a hand clap of praise one more time
8: so much Pastor TJ, but could I get Pastor TJ and Sister Pastor Tristan to come up front please? You know October's been Pastor Appreciation Month and you know we are so blessed To have this amazing family here you know Tristan said earlier they've been here a year and it the work that they've done sometimes it feels like they've been here a lifetime and you look at this church and you look at the growth here and you look at the serving that, that that they serve with their hearts and the passion that they have for God and the work that they're doing you can drive by here a lot of late nights in a lot of early mornings and you'll see their vehicles here whether it's their days off whether it's after service after they've worked all day you'll see them out you'll see them out in, in town serving and, and loving In and church we are blessed to have them I'd like to give this on behalf of the church to you guys to show your appreciation, our appreciation for you and the hard work and the the tireless, endless hours that you give for our church. And, And church, I just want to remind you that October is Pastor Appreciation Month, but never stop blessing them. Never stop praying for them. When God enables you to bless them, bless them. It doesn't have to just stop in October. So again, we thank you guys so much.
2: Uh, hold
1: on just a second. One, one second. one One second. Just, just, just one, one second. Um, Pastor Appreciation Day is, of course, this whole month. Of course, it's ending today. The nice thing about that is come November, there's another really special, special day. And um, oh, <laughs> what? It's uh, Pastor TJ's birthday, November 3rd. Not only that, but it's a special number. Uh, it's a special number that I have the privilege to invite him and just welcome him into the team. Uh, Pastor T.J. will be forty. Woo! <laughs> so I think it would it would behoove us all to just sing Happy Birthday. Before we sing, I just want to let everyone know that on your way out, you can pick get a piece of cake. And punch, and either take it with you or you can enjoy it here just to celebrate Pastor TJ. So, (laughs) Brother Kentley, if you drop the note, please.
8: Coming, get ready. You're gonna need help up and down them stairs soon. Hey, we're so delighted you guys came out with us today. On your way out, we've got giving boxes on the walls for your uh, tithing and and your offerings. Up in the balcony, we've got one up there for you as well. I want to inform you that uh, if you would like to receive updates on what's going on with the church, you know, we had the trunk or tree yesterday, so Saturday the text went out reminding everybody. Um, you can text CWC... Is it up there? C-W-C-J-U-D-A-H to 94,000, and you will receive church alerts to your phone letting you know what's going on so you won't miss a beat. So I encourage you to, to get uh, signed into that. Today is... Obviously, the end of Pastor Appreciation Day. But like we said, you can, you can bless them any day of the year. I know they're going to welcome it. Uh, just a reminder, Tuesday night, uh, November 2nd at 7 p.m. is our Beyond the Broken Heart Grief Ministry. They'll be meeting here at the church. We've got Healing Hearts Abuse Ministry on Thursday, November 4th at 7 p.m. here at the church. And then on November 9th, we've got a Ladies' Craft Night. At 7 p.m. You must sign up and pay by Wednesday the 3rd, and the cost is $15.